Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. On this week's episode, I want to dive into empathy, the Enneagram, attachment theory, and leadership. This topic for the podcast has been a hard one for me to sit with as the challenger personality type. For the longest time in my life, I didn't have the self-awareness around what empathy felt like for me and how to display empathy for others. Understanding myself through a personality assessment tool like the Enneagram helped me gain self-awareness in a lot of areas of my life, but it wasn't until I started putting myself out there as a single person here in Denver and dating again that I really came up against opportunities to understand how empathy shows up in a relationship and then also what empathy feels like when we're receiving it. And then finally, uh, what it feels like when empathy is given or not given. So something came up in our small group conversation last week where I felt the need to share an experience that I had um, a while back, uh, dating somebody for a little bit of time and we were coming up near the end of the relationship and deciding to part ways. And as we were discussing uh, closure, the person that I was seeing at the time said, Dave, I just don't feel heard. And that made me sit back and think and really dig deep and become more introspective than I ever have been before in my life. And I really wanted to understand what that meant more. Uh, I really wanted to understand what that meant to me. Okay, rejection is redirection. Oftentimes, uh, relationships ending is a great opportunity for receiving feedback and being open to the opportunity of receiving that feedback as well. So I took it and I ran with it and I started to understand that when somebody doesn't feel heard in a relationship, it's because I was lacking empathy myself. And why is empathy so hard for the challenger personality type? Well, honestly, just like last week in our episode on boundaries, showing empathy for others is, an, is a very vulnerable thing. And it requires, um, because it requires communication and a whole lot of humility. What do I mean by that? Showing empathy for somebody else shows a lot of humility on your part because you're setting aside what you feel in the moment to understand what somebody else is going through and, and putting yourself in their shoes. So briefly, before we get into the rest of today's episode, let me just clarify on what empathy is technically and then expand a little bit more on how empathy can show up in our communication with others and in our relationships. So what is empathy? Empathy is the ability to understand another person's thoughts and feelings in a situation from their point of view rather than your own. It differs from sympathy, where one is moved by the thoughts and feelings of another, but maintains an emotional distance. Let me just share with you, I was the king of sympathy. And what it comes down to is understanding the difference between empathy and sympathy in a conversation is like, sympathy sounds like, I'm sorry you're going through that. Empathy may sound more compassionate as in like, I can understand why that would be hard for you right now. And note the difference. Like if you were say on a Friday afternoon, you had just lost your job and you call up a friend of yours and you, you're feeling a little bit upset. You are kind of in panic mode in a little 
after a hectic week and you don't know what to do in the future. And the person that you call says something like, don't worry, you'll find another soon. And besides, you knew your company was having financial problems. Didn't you expect this? And why are you, why are you so upset right now? What would you feel if that's what you heard on the other end of the, of the phone call? You may, you may actually not be able to turn to that person in the future and you may not be, be able to rely on them as a friend or as a go-to for support in the future. So imagine what that can do in a relationship. So empathy is a big concept and it's certainly something that's been researched by uh, Brene Brown, uh, Daniel Goleman, and Paul Ekman. And so Goleman and Ekman have identified three components of empathy. There's cognitive, emotional, and compassionate. And when you learn how to empathize with friends, coworkers, and those around you, and those in a re- that you're in relationship with, when you use these three types of empathy, you can build stronger relationships through trust. So cognitive empathy uh, is defined by simply knowing how the other person feels and what they might be thinking, sometimes called perspective taking. So you can imagine yourself in your, your friend's shoes or your friend that you called up could imagine themselves being in your shoes when losing a job. They know that you're feeling sad, but they're having some things come up in their own world that's preventing them from showing empathy and showing sympathy instead. So, however, having only cognitive empathy keeps us at a distance from our closest relationships. And to truly connect with somebody, you need to be able to share their feelings. And this is where emotional empathy uh, comes up. Emotional empathy can be described as when you feel physically along with the other person as though their emotions were contagious. And this is probably what you hear most of the time when somebody says that they're an empath. I feel other people's feelings so deeply that they almost become my own. And this type of empathy can also extend to physical sensations. In this particular case with emotional empathy, you might look inwards to identify a situation where you were feeling something similar. And what's ultimately important is that the emotions that one person feels while the other person is going through a situation they're the same. So when it comes to emotional empathy, you've successfully understood what the other person is feeling and you put yourself in a similar emotional space. And as a result, you can take the insights you've understood from cognitive and emotional empathy in order to have compassionate empathy. This kind of empathy, we not only understand a person's predicament and feel with them, but are spontaneously moved to help if needed. One thing that comes up in small group coaching that we do um, through the podcast is that holding a safe space might actually be a little bit clearer if we were to say, hey, are you looking for me to help you solve the problem right now? Or are you just looking to share your experience? And that's one opportunity for us to um, put aside our own feelings and to stop fixing other people's problems, taking on their pain as our pain, and having a little bit better communication and stronger relationships because when somebody comes to you they can trust that you're not simply just going to try to fix it brush it off and move back to your own thing this is by definition one of the truest ways that i've understood holding space uh, for some other person which takes a lot of empathy to do so so let's put it all together 
empathy doesn't happen naturally for a lot of people, as in my case. Like, I truly had to understand how empathy shows up and what it means to me in order to be able to understand the situations at which it was best to use empathy. Um, we have a go, 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 like a uh, fast-paced society, and it doesn't often encourage us to take a moment to connect with other people. So it becomes a conscious choice we have to make, and the more we practice empathy, the more intuitive it becomes. So since that time, uh, almost two years ago now that I shared with you at the beginning of this podcast, that I didn't quite understand intuitively when to use empathy until it was shown for me in scenarios such as like, hey, Dave, I just don't feel heard. Okay, in my intuition now, if I were to hear that, I would actually lean into the conversation and be able to ask follow-up clarifying questions from an empathetic place to create a safe space for somebody else to share what's going on for them and then ultimately not make it about me. And that's something that understanding self-awareness through the lens of the Enneagram and my challenger personality type is like, okay, I need to have a thick skin. I need to have walls up around me because it's really hard for me to trust other people. And that might possibly be because I wasn't shown empathy a whole lot, a whole lot as a child. And so learning these tools and learning when to use a tool like empathy to connect deeper with other people has helped me move to the growth point of the challenger personality type, which is let down your guard, <laughs> lower the walls. You don't have to be guarded so that you can become closer to other people so that you can have deeper connection in relationships. How, how would empathy possibly show up in a relationship through the attachment theory lens? I'm sure that you can probably guess I'm going to discuss the avoidant attachment style first because oftentimes this style, uh, through understanding attachment theory, they may not be able to show empathy as much as, say, like securely attached person or anxiously attached person. So an avoidant attachment style comes from previous hurt in life where um, maybe their caregivers didn't show up at all to help this young person meet their needs. This young person was left all on their own to meet their own needs for themselves, by themselves. And if you put yourself in those that person's shoes through whether that be cognitive, emotional, or compassionate empathy, then you can get a better um, perspective on what they experienced as a, as a child and understand better why it's so hard for them to show empathy. So the challenger personality type having a hard time with vulnerability and adding in my avoidant attachment style, now I have a double-edged sword when it comes to not clearly understanding what empathy feels like and looks like. And of course, once I was shown what empathy can feel like, then I was really curious about how do I, how do I bring that into my own experience? How do I give that gift of empathy to other people at, the, at an appropriate time? And how do I trust my intuition that this is going to be the right time? So on the other side of attachment theory, we have the anxiously attached person who oftentimes takes on another person's emotions as their own, um, physically embodying through empathy what the other person is feeling. So 
that's kind of sounds like a good thing, but for my anxiously attached listeners out there, can you put yourself in this scenario of like, I really do feel what my partner is feeling right now. And I want to just like be so much closer to them as a result. Well, what does that do in the anxious avoidant trap is you get closer to your partner when you're feeling their pain and you want to support or heal or help fix it. Well, then the avoidant is going to pull back. And can you think of a time in your life that empathy helped you? Let's dig into leadership in the relationship as it pertains to empathy. What do I need to bring into my life to grow, to expand, and to be better for the future? One of my favorite quotes from Maya Angelou, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And that's important for our conversation about empathy today and self-leadership is because in this moment, we always feel like we know what's best for ourselves and others. When we reflect back on those moments in our lives of like, yeah, I did date that person for a couple months. And in that time, I felt like I was in alignment. I felt like I was in integrity with myself. And yet I still didn't know 100% what intuitively was the right choice at the time because I didn't understand what empathy felt like for me, would feel like for somebody else, and also how to intuitively tap into that gift. And so I just want to close out today's conversation with that as a summary of what I've experienced empathy to be as it's been shown to me, as I've been able to understand how to show it to others. And then finally, how to trust my intuition to know when is a good time to lead with empathy or simply just sit back, hold space for somebody else and then let them know that I'm there for them. So if you have anything to contribute to the conversation uh, about empathy, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time at the challenger podcast on instagram and if you're looking for a little bit more support right now in understanding how empathy can be a gift that you receive and a gift that you give to others uh, come join us for a free week trial of our small group coaching we are excited to begin group coaching with the men and those groups are starting up now that fit your schedule So don't hesitate to reach out for a little bit more information on how to join a small group coaching program for a free week trial. What you'll uncover in our small group experience is more self-awareness through the lens of the Enneagram, attachment theory, and leadership, and how those things can show up in your life, work, and relationships so that you can experience all that life has to offer for you. Until next week, this is Dave in Denver, Colorado, wishing you health and happiness wherever you're at in the world. Welcome to the Challenger Podcast. I'm Dave Glazer, and my purpose in life is to share the benefits of fitness, nutrition, and personal growth for mental health, to empower others to understand their authenticity. After 10 years in coaching, I've discovered that all that holds me back is my own mind and everything that it creates as its own limitations. I have found that self-awareness through the Enneagram, attachment theory, and leadership lights the path to freedom from limiting beliefs. Welcome to the community, and I'm honored that you're here. Please enjoy today's episode.